Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, dudes and all the lovely dudettes out in this beautiful world. It's snowing up here in Ohio, and I'm pushing it down here to Georgia because this man looks like he's just got a good tan, and he looks like he needs a good day. And, uh, you know, I think he wants some colder weather so he can smoke some delicious sausage here since it's that time of year. Joining us from the great, lovely southern state of Georgia, weighing in at 5'8", 138.6 pounds, James Grubbs Grubbacue. What's up, man? Man, James Barbecue Grubbs, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate James it. James Barbecue Grubbs, man. Sorry, that's the, is the official name, no, that's James okay. Barbecue. I am grub a cube, but you know I'm just James. Here's Barber the legend, man. Let's just call it it is. Let's not let's not dance around it. Let's not dance around it. You're <laughs> you're a legend, man. Yeah. How are you living, man? How was the holidays? How's everything going on? The world's a crazy damn place, but how are you doing, man? Everything's good. We're just trying to stay safe up here in the hills, man. I've been doing what I can. We hadn't had a whole lot of cold weather so far this year, you know. Uh, so it's been kind of iffy, but I've been able to you know make sausages and bacon and do my thing and. Uh, so far, so good. You know, last weekend though, I get I had them sausage I had to smoke, and I went out there it was like nineteen degrees. But you, the, the only smoker that's gonna hold is my stick burner out here, my reverse flow Goliath out here in the backyard. You know, the beast. And so I said, well, I just better button up and let's get her done. You know, let's let's show everybody what this looks like here. I mean, that's right. Hey, Grubb, what do you think of this new technology on here, man? This is this is top notch. Yeah, I think it's fancy as heck, man. How about that? Oh man. So we'll get that off there. So what kind of sausage was that? Jalapeno and cheddar cheese. Woo! Actually, yeah. I think we have another photo of how that looked like that's in the end. That's how it came out right there. Oh, it? my God. Look how gooey. How much cheese? What is that? A 50 to 50 ratio of cheese to no, meat? No, well, I, got two, I got two pounds of cheese and about 21 pounds of sausage. Guys, hey, ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes here. You want you want to see some dude food? Right, right there. That That's what we call Look it. Look at the jalapeno food. specs in there. I mean, yeah, I don't even see any meat. I just see cheese and jalapenos in a casing. And it ain't too hot that you got to raise your cap and wipe your brow, but it's just hot enough to say, damn, I need another bite of that rascal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, man. Hey, yeah. So down there in the south, you have what they call sausage-making seasons because you can't really do that in the pit of summer in August, right? Yeah, you can, but I got a lot of refrigerators in the basement. I mean – and you got that's the main thing about making sauce. You got to keep it cold while you're rocking with it, you know. And I love it when it's cold, like it was doing that, because I'm running a huge cabinet reverse flow smoker that those are hanging in. But if it's low temperatures, you know, in the 20s, 30s, man, I can keep that big old beast of a cooker running at 150, 160 degrees. The main trick is when you're doing smoked sausage, summer sausage, is not to get the temperature so high that you melt the fat in the sausage. Because you're just trying to cure the sausage, get it cooked so it's healthy to eat, but you don't want to melt the fat in it. Because if you do that, then it's all slimy on the outside. And so that that low temperature is important on smoked sausage, especially summer sausages. You know. So if you like me, I've never done sausage. What would be the best beginner's advice to somebody that's like me? Like I want to go tomorrow. You're going to give me the easiest way to do it. What are you telling me? I'd say man, start off with fresh sausage that, because you don't have to have the extra cures. You don't have to have the extra time between curing. Basically, you grind it, you season it, you stuff it, and you package it and put it in the freezer. Okay. And then grill them off to eat them. You know, so I, you know, I easily a, a, an Italian sausage, you know, would be probably the easiest one to start off with oh, because you I can actually it. buy Italian, Italian sausage. Well, you could buy Italian seasoning. You don't even have to buy five or six seasonings. You know, and my opinion, about four to five tablespoons to three to four pounds of meat. So if you were to get an Italian seasoning and do that ratio straight over the meat, twice grind it like you're going to make sausage, blah, 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 stuff, all that stuff the same. But it may, you might want to put a little extra parsley or oregano in there, some chunks, because that's going to presentation. You know what I'm saying? Those green flakes and stuff. Yeah. In there. And Italian sausage is big on fennel. So. It tastes your seasoning if you don't have enough fennel that you think and you like it in your sausage, get you some fennel and but mix it all up. I grind it one time at a coarse grind, mix it all up and re-grind it at a lower dye or two because that helps emulsify the fat and everything else. It goes gives it that mouthfeel that you want and just stuff it in casings and freeze it. And you got Italian sausage, you know. 
There's nothing better than good at sweet Italian sausage. You can make a pot. You can make a pasta dish, and then you can make a pasta dish with sweet Italian sausage. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm not. I'm not a brand ambassador for these guys, nothing but leg seasoning. Okay, I saw. I use leg seasoning. I use some stuff from SausageMaker.com too, but it's pre-made. So what you can do with legs is you can buy a pack that's made for Italian sausage. And it makes 25 pounds at a time, but you don't have to because you got a calculator and you can think and you got you know smart enough to how to work it. So you can say, well, I'm gonna make 12 pounds, whatever pork butt weighs, and do the math and see how much of that seasoning you need, but it'll come out perfect every time. That's one of the companies I've never I've never done a bad batch of sausage with their seasonings. And okay. for some people, you might not have room in your cabinet for six or eight different seasonings. I mean, you know, I mean, because they make boxes. They make boxes, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you since being on the show, I ain't going to lie to you. I got this stuff from everywhere. I had to move stuff out of the kitchen in one certain area because I want, I don't get them just to get them. I'm going to try them, you know? So they got to be there in the kitchen when I'm, my brain's working and twirling. I got to be able to say, well, what am I going to do with this? You know? So I went from having this little cabinet to a place on the Cadena shelf to where, you know, I had that talk with the significant other in the house that was the boss and the mother of my children where she was like, well, how about we find someone that doesn't take up 60% of the counter space here? Yeah. And now I have a big tote in the designated area in the bottom of the pantry. <laughs> yeah, I got mine, I tell you. Man, I... And it's filling up quick, man. I ain't going to lie to you. It's filling up quick, man. Well, this... you know, dude, the thing is, with these pre-branded seasonings that are mixed, already, for people who are really starting out, it's a great thing, I think, because you don't have to do that. You know, it's already right. done for you. And you can work with what you want to work with and, you know, try different flavors. It's like coming about making them sausages with different multi-purpose seasonings. You can't beat that, man. I mean, for especially for a beginner, you know, say, like, look, four tablespoons of this, three pounds of meat, you know, boom, you got a sausage. Stuff it in a casing, freeze it, and then grill it off when you get a chance to, you know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that's a good way to do it, man, because honestly... You're going to, some of it, you might say at the end, well, I need a little bit more salt or blah, blah, but that's how you're going to learn to do it. You know, some of the ones I've used to make a direct sausage with the thing are lower in sodium because, you know, I got that health thing I'm trying to maintain. And uh, you can notice it in the sausage a little bit more, though, as opposed to when you put sprinkling it on a burger patty before you eat it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, it's taste it and see, you know. All right. Well, I know we're talking about a million uh, seasoning companies, and I feel like this is a great opportunity to talk about the sponsor of this episode, great friend of the Dude Network, and also the future sponsor of the next batch of amazing sausage here, uh, Redbeard Seasonings. You got the ticker down below. Use the hash, the promo code The Dude Network. Save yourself 10% off on anything at the redbeardseasonings.com can't miss the logo folks it's right there go check them out good stuff veteran owned company out of the great state of ohio good friend of show brad up there great guy everybody go check him out Redbeard seasoning and, and uh gonna make a kick-ass sausage too oh man you're doing and you're doing a mix now you're doing a sample on that sausage and you said you're gonna you got some recommendations from brad himself here what do he tell you to go with for making honey, that i'm sausage? gonna use i'm gonna use for the mix i'm gonna use half honey chipotle and half Woo. barbecue rub Oh, so man. I'm put those two together. And I'm going to make a smoked sausage and a fresh sausage using those. And then we'll grill them off. Let's see what where we're at, you know? That honey chipotle is money, man. It just, I mean, it's great for even if next time you do a pulled pork or a rack of ribs, especially, put a coat of that on. And after about 15 minutes, that like in the heat or the moisture starts coming out, it'll turn into a sticky honey glaze. And then you can put everything. It's a perfect uh basting uh tool to, to put an extra layer of whatever else you want on it so well, i'm gonna give that a whirl man i just you know I, I recently got an ugly drum smoker and uh i haven't hung anything in it yet okay I got hook, but I, I got 10 pounds of ribs in the freezer oh man so i know I, 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 the drum smoker again it, it's like i finally caved in i got an offset i got a stick burner thought i was a cool kid well i'm behind at the times because now these drum smokers keep getting forced down my throat and I'm just like, come on, guys. I just got an offset. Here's one of yours, uh, actually. We got one up right here. This is yeah, your that, That's my champion drum smoker. Beautiful, too, man. They call, I don't know why they call them ugly drum smokers, because it's a pretty son of a bitch. I ain't going to lie to you, man. Got the logo on it. You know, got that two-tone paint. But it cooks. I'm going to tell you, man, I'm not going to lie to you. 
I was amazed at how well this thing cooked. That's a, I think that's our turkey for Thanksgiving right there. And you know what? It's just okay. me and my wife. We ate a eight pound turkey between Thursday and Sunday. There was no leftovers. There's a lot that's of naps, though. I can tell you that. Well, I brined it for about thirty six hours in a little homemade brine, you know, sugar, salt, brine, some aromatics. I spatchcocked it because it just cooked so even that way. And oh. I, about, I didn't need the presentation. I know a lot of people want their turkey with the legs up and all coffee and looking, you know, bougie looking, but uh, we ain't with that here. So No, uh, not on the Dude Network. We eat meat. We don't play with tasted, our food. We eat it. That's the best turkey I've cooked, I bet you, up here in five to seven years, man. Really? No doubt about it. Yeah, man, it was I'm telling you, man, that spatchcocking, I did my first spatchcock chicken a few months ago, and now I did – skin side up on it and next time i'm going to do skin side down i think the skin side down i think having the flesh open i think with uh i i think the skin will help hold the moisture um and then i also just think that like the olive oil and season and seasoning rubs you can do i think that's going to sit really good on that open flesh on the inside of it and hopefully that'll like cook down into the meat throughout it i don't know i want to give her hell and see well, what happens a, but i did not like how chewy my skin was no that's on, uh, that's, that's the thing man i'm gonna tell you the trick there's a simple trick to it you just got to raise the temperature up the last 45 minutes of you cook to an hour and uh and that's the biggest problem people have with cooking poultry in these cookers okay so if you're rolling this thing at 250 275 whatever i was cooking and uh when you get down, I mean, you say it starts probing, say about 150, 155. Okay, you don't, you got your little probes in the breast or the quarters or whatever, because uh, the breast is going to get cooked first. But it does, it is more even on the spatchcock. But then crack that rascal up to whatever you're burning, 350. Let it run for about an hour then, and it will crisp that skin up. And yeah. I, I always rub the skin on mine with mayonnaise because it's the oil in it, basically. Or you could use olive oil. I, I, think, bought, I broke down and caved in and bought a can of the duck fat. We'll see how that goes. I, yeah. I heard that. it's good. You it's know. 12 bucks a can. It better be. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say, man. That goes against skin. every fiber of my body of paying $12 for a piece <laughs> of spray anything, man. I was like, I feel like a bougie prick right now. I feel like I need uh, California to cook this but, chicken. But you want that season to stick on the outside. Even though you brined it, you want that extra. That's what's going to help that flavor on on that skin because i ain't gonna lie to you man the skin's cooked right that's the first part the grubs is eating anyway you know what i mean well i did the next week i did leg quarters with the skin down and i did low and slow the whole time and the skin was actually crispy because it was closer to the direct heat on the offset right. and didn't have and i did the high heat and i threw it closer to the box where it was hot but then my juice just started gushing and i'm like all that damn time and effort to keep the juice in, and I just cooked half of it out in the last five minutes, and I'm just like, I'd rather peel the skin off than do that. Yeah. Well, I'm a, you know, that's to me. I know people, you know, you don't want rubbery skin. That's the worst thing you can have. But I, if the kid, if it's right and tight, man, that's the first thing I'm eating. With that. I pull that bird off. I'm gonna get me a big old chunk of that thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I I, I hear you there. I, he yeah. I heard a pooch there in the house too, man. Hope oh, oh. the dog. Uh, somebody went out the door. Yeah. No, oh, I was gonna say, what's up, dog? I was, I was gonna that's my that's Gizmo, man. That's my little barbecue buddy. Will you pet my dog? Is that that one that, that what they say? <laughs> yeah, he's a lovable little guy though. He he was a, actually he's a rescue from the neighbors abandoned him. They left him. They just moved out and left him. And it took a while to get him to come over. But check this out, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's so funny. He's a little old weird looking dog. I don't even know what kind he is or flavor he is. He looks but, like a Gizmo. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to feed him after midnight. But uh, he, across the hill from me, he drug, after we got him to come over here and fed him some snacks and stuff, he drug a blanket from over across the property where he was living, down the hill, across the creek, back up the hill to my basement slab. And I said, well, shit, I guess he just moved in, man. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm in, man. He got yeah. some of that sausage. You gave him a piece of the sausage, didn't you? Yeah, well, that maybe a little homemade bacon, you know. Uh, what are you drinking on there, Grubbs? It's Yingling light. Oh, Yingling light. That maybe yeah. it was like a Mountain Dew, you know, because you uh, would never. Well, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I still got to watch that waist high dude. That's one of my favorite light beers, actually. You know, that Yingling flight's pretty good too. It is. That's that is really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. America's oldest brewery. You wouldn't drink anything else than the oldest American brewery, would you? Well, I I love it, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, but it, Grubbs I, is so American, folks. He only <laughs> drinks that. America's oldest brewery. Yeah. That, well, and it's one it. of the better tasting beers out there. I mean, there honestly. is. There yeah. really is. 
the um the Yingling beer batter. If you get the regular uh, porter, the lager, it makes a killer beer batter. I bet it does. You know, they had a Hershey's one this year. They, yeah, they do every year. It's a limited release. The people in Pennsylvania go absolutely freaking nuts over it. It's like finding a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle sometimes. Well, you know, it's, it's like, seasonal here for us. And of course, yeah, I, I sling beer and wine part time. All right, three days a week at the damn grocery store, and we got the biggest selection. I mean, it's, it's the most, it's the biggest grocery store in town, however little the town is. But uh, we that one, and there's another uh, chocolate dunkel from. Lining kugels that come out oh, yeah. this year that people were comparing, you know, the chocolatey part of it to, to them, you know, and they said the the uh, Yingling was better, you know. So I don't know. I I didn't try one of them because I don't drink chocolate drinks, but I don't you know. have any down here on me. It's upstairs, uh, but there's a uh, the Cleveland Whiskey Company I do some work with, and I and uh, their CEO is coming on next week to sit down with me. Um, they have a chocolate peanut butter whiskey and it is rich and sweet but i did a toasted marshmallow and then poured that shot over the toasted marshmallow on some ice oh, 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 oh man oh i'll make you know, that, dogfish make head, that stuff you didn't steal man dogfish head beer has called camp amp that's okay. got graham crackers marshmallows and chocolate oh like my a, God. like a s'mores in a in a bottle in that while that's that's something right there man uh yeah the <laughs> stuff they came out with a dogfish head they're a 90 day they're 90 minute ipa now yeah that, now that, that that's some good stuff right there yeah that's, we sell that's a bunch of that over there where i work you know <clears throat> so uh grubs uh you're actually now here lately you have been um sharing some you've always shared your secrets your secrets are no secrets if they people hit you up you know as long as they don't do it in the a love, the love manner, of the cue, man You'll, 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 you'll hit them up with uh, the answers that they need. Well, you've been really busting out your your own special bacon, and uh, we have a picture of it right here. And everyone's going to think it's just regular bacon, but... That's pork butts. That is pork butt bacon, folks. I mean, yes, what an awesome thing. It's uh, I, I want to let you explain why you go with it. I know there's uh, you know health reasons, like the leanness, the fat, and all that stuff. So tell everyone why... You started going with pork butt and well, why people should consider trying to use some pork butt to make bacon. I, listen, man, it's so easy to do for one thing, but pork butts are so much cheaper than pork belly. Okay. There's so oh, much cheaper yeah. than pork belly. So, and you got a fat ratio overall in a, other than the part of the butt that has a cap, cause you're going to debone that thing and then butterfly it out where you got two halves, you know, of a butt basically. It's irregular, so if you kind of booze, you got OCD, you ain't going to like the slices and stuff that come out of it. That's just the way it is, because they're not all long, uniform, square slices. They might be long, short, whatever. It's however you, I can get that thing to fit on my slicer and get it sliced. That's how it comes out like it does. But it's cheaper to make. It's less fat, and you can make it just as well, taste as good as any, well, actually, probably 10 times better than store-bought bacon, because in a small batch, I'm doing 20 25 pounds you get a deeper flavor i don't care i put one piece of my bacon up against one piece of any bacon in the damn store pan fry it and tell me that mine don't have a better flavor and, and it's that's the bottom line because grubby q said so. said so that's right and it's so Woo! easy to do man it it smells good it's a basic cure and uh how was that honey sriracha one i gotta know i know see that that's another thing i've done a couple of things with it the basic cure works on all of them you have to do that but I've injected, this is twice I've done it, where I've injected it with sriracha before I cured the meat. So you injected your pork butt halves, you know, just like you was going to cook a pork butt with sriracha. And then rub your cure and all that stuff on and cure it. It takes seven to ten days, depending on the thickness. And boom, you got sriracha bacon. Especially when you vacuum seal and pull it up. It's like, There's little veins of orange all in the bacon. Yeah. You know, on the inside, once you slice it all off. But I've done it, man, with black pepper. I've done it with ground juniper berries. I mean, you could do it. You could go as savory as you want. You have to use a basic cure because for it to do its thing, the salt, sugar, pink salt thing, for it to work. But that also allows it to take on more flavor. So what you add on top of that is going to change the flavor of that bacon. And this last one I did, I did two of them with sriracha, but I did them all with extra layer of brown sugar on it. The last video I made doing it. Yeah. Man, it's a sweet, it's a 
it's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, it is. And you know what? It's, it's kind of like, it ain't just like waking a hamburger, I guess, but maybe it is. But, you know, you're actually taking this product and you're altering a, that pork butt crazy. I mean, you're making it what you want it to be. And to me, that's part of the artistic part of it. You know I mean? I, I love doing it, man. And it's so easy to sell. I sell mine up here for about eight bucks a pound. Okay. Because it depends on what I get the butts for. I'm getting them $1.48 a pound. You know, it is what it is. You lose weight, blah, blah, blah. But you can't buy good bacon for You don't even get a pound when you go to the damn store. No oh, way. I mean, let's not even talk about meat prices right now, Grubbs. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how people are making it. But it's, uh, I buy when I can on sale, man. I got extra freezers in the basement and I stock up. I'll have right now, I'm down to about six bucks. Though, so I got to start looking again, see what's on sale, you know. <laughs> hey, I was down to my last four, and then I went down to the store the other day. They had $1.58 a pound for two packs. And I was like, Yeah, give me some. How much can I fit in the buggy? Well, then it comes, and you know, and, it, and with my store, I live in small town USA, and like, here come the uh, the butcher out. And I'm like, thanks, Rudy. And he just looked at me. He's like, I knew you'd be down here. Yeah. <laughs> and then my wife's sitting there, and she's like, you would know the butcher by name. And I'm like, yeah, we're cool. <laughs> well, you know, I work at the grocery store up here, and I'm on, I don't buy butts at Walmart. That's just the way it is. I ain't mad at nobody. I'll do what you want to do, but that's just my choice. Right. Anyway, I know the butcher at the store I work, so I can know two weeks ahead of time when they're going on sale. And I'll say, instead of me taking them out from the customer's sales to buy, go ahead and order two extra cases. And, you know, when they came in, the day they come in, I'll be there the next day and pick them up. You yeah. know, bring them home, put them in the freezer. Because I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm trying to experiment with sausage. I'm doing summer sausage. And I'm doing bacon with it. I made three bucks. It came to about 19 pounds of bacon just the other day. Okay. And by the, t- the next day, well, before I left the house, nine pounds of it was sold. You know, so that's not even, that's just from the post on social media, you know, or before people have had it and said, well, put me on the list next time I want five pounds. Boom. You got it, man. You know, but it makes a kick-ass sandwich. It's really, really good. I have to consciously in my house put less in a bag, vacuum seal for storage. Same with my sausage links. You know, most I sell them for a pound, 10 bucks sausage. But when I have mine for my house, I only do two links at a time. Cause if I break out four links, I'm gonna cook them. Guess what? I'm gonna eat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah so, that's, hey, that, that's dude law, man. I mean, that's dude law. I so mean, I got it. Yeah, I got to constantly say, well, I'm gonna put oh, get a pack of two. You know, that way I, I keep. It who moderation. wants a pack of two, man? That's not American. Come on, yeah. grubs. I got. I got to still watch that. You know, like Gizmo needs to eat too. Give Gizmo one of them things. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, he brought a blanket and made a home he knew what he was getting into just give him a yeah. damn piece of sausage but that sausage is damn good so you know it looks of- so good man i'm telling you man i'm gonna come down and i'm just gonna make like a six hour detour to your place dude i'm gonna be like oh yeah it was right on the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i usually have some but you know it's, it's a constant thing for me man because i'm always either making bacon sausage or something to drink or something you know and i only have two days off in a row twice a week i work three days a week so i got wednesday thursday off saturday sunday yeah, I'm I'm always busy, man. It just seems oh, like I'm man. always busy. I, uh, uh, so okay, man. So busy. You know, I, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I've seen you posting a lot more on Instagram than what you were about a year ago. You've been really cranking out the Instagram post. So, what's the New Year's resolution for Grubbicue, man? I mean, what what's big in 2022? We got any goals? I mean, are we trying to get back on TV? I mean, we allowed to talk what? about it. I mean, we got to just broaden. No, the reach I got I got casting packets in. I got casting packets in. I don't know what's gonna happen. That's one of the things about life you just don't know. But I'm just living a dream, man. I got plans this year to – I'm teaming up with a dude, and we're going to feed all law enforcement and first responders up here in May. That's a cook deal. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a couple other things to do, if I can't get it figured out, man, because we haven't been able to for two years with COVID, we got the – what we do is we have a rib cook off to raise money for fight cancer up here. So we're trying to put that together where we can get that in, too, because the last two years they wouldn't let us do it because of COVID. You know, right. we, they want you serving food outside to the public, you know. But anyways, and I got those two things going. And as far as else, man, I'm I'm seriously trying to think about setting up a a studio in my basement where I can do some voice reels and some voiceover stuff because it's weird. But that's I've had, you know, a couple offers of TV thing. One, you know, I had talked to you earlier about it. my accent was a little off, but uh, they were communists. Just want to let. Well, yeah, I didn't uh, like that guy. That guy was a real dick. 
<laughs> but I, uh, so I, you know, and I guess I have a unique voice according to people. So I don't know. It, it, I have the personality to do it, but I just need to accept mm-hmm. the equipment. I think investing in yourself, man. I mean, I love my little part-time job at the grocery store. I ain't going to lie to you. Because gets me out. I see people, you know, the little purpose. I hang out. If it gets two hey, people, and, and yeah, when I you're pull sling, the mask when up. You're slinging some meat, knowing people that need meat isn't a bad thing for business. Let's be honest with you. But I'm no. with you, though, man. If I was retired and I didn't have to work, I would still have to do something. That, I am a social person. That's like you. That's probably why we... That's why we keep coming and back I get customers from that. I mean, I get customers I from my it. sausage and bacon. I mean, because look, when you walk up to me in the store, all right, and I pull out some sausages behind a Corona beer in the cooler, you know you're fixing to get something good, all right? <laughs> that, that bacon was stuffed behind the Modelo today. So you walk up there and some dude's trying to buy you. Oh, my bacon. God. He's got treasure maps, people. Like, yeah. it's somewhere no, it's in good. Mexico behind the cervezas. Like, yeah, you that's know, right. like, that's like, all right, it's behind either Modelo, Corona, or... Uh, Tecate, or, maybe, Dose Yeah, 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 or, or the uh, Dose Keys, man. Like, that's, right, right. That's the, well, that's the section of the cooler closest to our little office storeroom. You know, so I don't want somebody rolling up in there and just snatching up my bag of bacon and making. I can see it, it already. Like Grubbs is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Like, oh, I'm slinging barbecue. Like, yeah, like, I'm slinging sausage. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, thank God, I thought you were doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, I thought a guy I saw a guy walked up on me one time. I was pulling out two packs of sausage from behind the beer, and he, and he stopped and turned around. He looked. He said, "You got sausages behind the beer?" He said, "I'll buy a pack." <laughs> He didn't even know what it was. <laughs> so, so are you going to play with any new? Uh, are you going to play with any new like sausage flavors? I mean, well, I'm a time time to, I'm going to use some red beard season and do some batches of sausage. But, okay, you know, I got my old staples that I've worked in. The only one I haven't done yet that I'm it's on my itinerary to do is a uh, black peppercorn and pepper jack cheese smoked link sausages, like the jalapeno cheddar, but black peppercorn. And pepper jack cheese. So we'll see. I mean, I don't. I've never done it before. I don't. Know. I got I mean, one for you. Have you ever tried apple with cinnamon? No, but that, man, that dude, the sausage sensei, Dumas, oh, Bill Dumas, he's a sausage making fool. He be making all kinds of with blueberries and all kind of stuff. Up yeah, there. yeah. Hey, I had one up here as a chicken blueberry maple sausage, man. Well, the chicken thing we got—that's a whole nother. That's going to take a whole show to talk. Cause I didn't. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do that part three in February. Yeah, you know, but like, uh, I I'm telling please. you, man, uh, <laughs> chop up some apples, like green tart Granny Smith apples, and then put like little fine chunks and mix it in with your sausage. And I'm telling you, and do like a like a savory type sausage. A fresh sausage. You can even though, smoke it with sausage. apple wood. If you could get some apple wood, you could even smoke it in some apple wood. Well, that's what I do. That's what I'm hanging my bacon in is apple wood. Yeah, yeah, jack. apple wood apple bacon. Wood. Yeah, do the apple wood sausage with like, um, yeah, with some cinnamon, ground cinnamon, and some chunks uh, of apple in with that, man. Up here, the Amish use that. That is a common specialty brought sausage up here in Amish country. But they, they, it's not always it, chicken, is it? Um. Yeah. Well, no. It's uh pork. Pork. Okay. You can do regular pork. I mean, hey, what? Do you, hey, I'll I'll join the fort here. What are we doing here, Grubs? What's up, everybody? This is Tony from the Dude Network. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to this podcast. We hope you find enjoyment not only out of this, but out of all of our platforms, which you can find links to in all of our Linktree apps found in all of our profiles. We hope to keep you around. But now back to the show. Pineapple. Cheers, babe. Hey, Peach. Yeah, we'll clip that one for a highlight. There yeah, we actually go. got I got some blueberry working. I got hopefully the weather's gonna allow me to take care of that this weekend. We'll see, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be a good. Hey, that's a good temp to stand by a fire and run something. If I if you were into that kind of thing, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Are. yeah. You know, we won't talk a whole lot about that. There's people watching. Not many, but we got a couple. Right. <laughs> does that keep track of that? Is that actually a counter? Do you have a counter when you do this? It says we up here, but yeah, we'll I've noticed that we get more action after it. It's this new thing we got here, man, where it streams. We were like uh, tape delaying these, but now it's like we're already doing the production. Let's just go ahead and do a live stream. When then it's, I got this new app that records it while we stream. So I get the best of both worlds. So I'm like, let's go for it, you know? Yeah. So it is live. Huh. Yeah, it is, it, it is now. It is. Okay. But cheers to you. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I thought you kind of knew that one, but yeah. Well, I think you recorded it. La- I think it was live and you recorded it the last time we did this. Yeah, right? it's same thing. Same concept. So same you got concept. you got Miss Tina coming on, huh? 
Yeah, we got Tina coming on Sunday. What do you think she's going to think of all this, man? I don't know. I know she seems like a sweetheart, but I have not talked with her. So she's coming on here in a couple time. days, man. Help me out here with Tina. What, what do I know her about Miss Tina Cannon? Well, don't look her in the cook. eyes. She's a hell of a cook. Okay, <sighs> no, right. straight up, man. man she got. She's trained in Europe, man, in France. You know, she yeah, she ain't from no back school. You know, learn to cook in the country up here. You know. You know, I didn't know that. That, that makes I always wondered though. I'm like, why a European spice blend? I'm like, God, she won American Barbecue Show. So now that makes a lot more sense. Well, you know, and also on the show, there was an episode. I don't remember what it was because hell, that's been a couple of years ago, and I've only watched the show one time. I, ain't, you know, I, ain't I need to go stuff. back and watch it again. Actually, now that I'm into barbecue, I think there's probably stuff I can learn on that show. Yeah, but she made something. It may have been lamb or something. I don't remember. Because I'm old, my brain don't work that good. Oh, that was one she stuffed like full of like full out reeds and spices and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and it, you know, it has a name, Providence or whatever they call it, and that cooking style. But I think that's what her spice is. I think that I think it's a breakdown of that for anybody to use. Because if you remember on the show, whatever it was, it was made a big deal of during the judging and all that that was going on. So you know, she's she's learned to see. I know. <laughs> I love Miss Tina Death. But she's more, she didn't know as much about even being on, doing this kind of stuff, videos and all, even less than I did. And I'm old, you know, she's younger than I am, but she just didn't do it, you know, when we was on the show. And so after the show, before it actually, yeah, we talked a lot, man. We Facebook a lot, you know, time, FaceTime, and me and Tina and I. And, but then the show come out, man, this it, it is what it is, man. Netflix is for real. Netflix is always there. There's people who just watch the show today or yesterday and they reach out. Hey, Grubs, man, blah, 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 you know. But so she's learned to capitalize on being the winner of that show, which she has, she should do 100%. Right. That's what it's there for. It's yeah. open doors for me. And I went out, you know, I ain't going to say out loud because maybe somebody ain't watched the show. But, you know, me, I didn't win. But anyway, I was there. And uh, Spoiler alert. But you might have to watch the final episode to find out. So Yeah. That's right. But uh, it was fun, man. And it's open doors. Like people, you know, people don't even understand, you know, they didn't see you as a, you know, I'm just this old boy up in the hills up here. And nobody local. I mean, it still happens to me in the grocery store. You know, like today, this guy walks up to me, he walks by and he looks at you and he looks twice. Then he pulls down his mask and he was on that barbecue show, weren't you? You know, like, yeah, that's me, you know. <laughs> or I'm standing there and I asked this couple a couple of weeks ago during the holidays, is there something I can help you with? Because you could tell they looking around. They didn't know they was, they was from out of town. And that guy says to me, he looked at me, and I didn't know him from Adam, but he looked at me, he says, we were just talking about you. And, you know, for me, my little, my, how the hell are you talking about me? I don't even know you, you know. What do you mean? What, 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 why was my name yeah. in your mouth? You know, like, yeah, where right. I come from, I'm like, hey, you don't talk because about don't, my name. I just don't see it like that, you know. And then I'll say, no, man, you know, because they came up from Florida or wherever and had rented a cabin for the holidays. And they said, yeah, there's some guy, they were talking in the car, coming there's some guy from Blairsville on the cooking show up here. You know, and blah, blah, blah. And here I am in the grocery store slinging, selling them beer and wine, you know? Yeah, and meat behind the beer. Like, hey, since yeah. you're here, you want some of this bootleg sausage? Yeah, like, if I got some, like right you never know, you know. But I always bring extra when I got it because I sell it, man. I mean, it's, you know. Oh, oh yeah. The managers buy it, you know. Everybody in the you know, store buys it. That, so that's plenty of customers right there, you know. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, Miss uh, no, Tina's good. She's she's good. You'll, so I she's coming on Sunday. We're going to take a clip of this and we're going to surprise her because I don't think she even knows that I'm interviewing you tonight, uh, two days before her. So, all right, Miss Tina Grubbs has the floor here. He's going to send you a very heartfelt message here. Miss Tina, hey, long time no see, baby. But look, congratulations on winning the American Barbecue Showdown. And you know we've been in touch. We know what's happening. I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep feeding the needy people down there. And uh, your web page and all is awesome. You're doing a great job. Man, I miss you. I hope I get to cook with you soon. All right. Yeah, Grubs. All right. Hey, that was awesome, man. She's gonna she's gonna be like, What are you up to, Tony? Like, what what are you doing to me here? The goal yeah. is she cries. The goal is she cries. She's a she's a good person though, man. I mean, she, you know, he really is. I cooked next he, to her on the inside of the show. We were, you know, stable mates or whatever on the in the inside cooking area of the show. Okay. So you know, we share stiff stuff, whatever. You know, what I mean, 
the show, that's one part about the show that you know people really was really like it really was that the car on the karat the camaraderie was really there. Right. You know, that was not something that the TV put on the air, you know. So um they're doing so, season two right now. I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know one guy that they reached out to to be on it, and he missed the invitation, and he forgot to send it all in. So I know that the casting was, you know, quite a few months ago. So yeah, that's probably it has to do with COVID too. I think the starting of filming of it slowed it down. Yeah, but I, I mean, COVID messed up. I think I know two people that might be on the show. I don't know for sure, you know, because I'm not supposed to know that. But I think you're I not might supposed know. To know. But you probably know. So yeah, we won't. We yeah, yeah. Talk. We won't. We don't want Netflix. Well, you're in a barbecue circle now, you know, and then, of course, there's people. That reached out, I think, to everybody at one time if they were friends with you more than, you know, you got a thousand friends or whatever because of the show on these things or followers, but you're really not friends with all of them. Some people I talk to more than others, and some of the time I just let it roll, you know. But uh, there's people that had reached out when the casting started about pointers and things like this. And you're like, you know, I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is go in there and have fun and be in 100%. And if you're not going to be in 100% and have fun, you, you're wasting your time, and you're taking someone's spot that probably would would want to. I think they're pretty good at weeding those people out, though. Straight yeah. up, man. I mean, like you know, I told you before, I went down as an alternate. There was ten people when I got there Saturday, and then Monday morning there was only eight, and I was one of them. You know, so they they're good at weeding that out, and I think the whole pre-application pro, you know, the whole process with their your casting basically, and they're asking you to do all this stuff, and they're we did a psychological evaluation for goodness sakes. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a lot to it. That's and, crazy. Uh, it is, but that we, that'll weed out some of the people, you know I mean? Right. Yeah. You've really start talking like, all right, man, like this, this dude or this dude, that's a little, I don't know. <laughs> this we could know, be a long film. Be. Like this person could lose their shit in round two and just walk off the set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the girls told me who was one of the, I called them the gate watchers, but one of the cast wranglers, you know, they were always kept you where you were supposed to be and then check and moved you around and shit. But she had told me we were having a conversation one time that, you know, especially the second season of a, of a reality show. Because people saw how the first season went, so they can try to lie their way or scheme their way in the second season. So they say that she told me that the background checks and all that it kicks up a notch more even on the for the second season. Right. You know, that makes just, sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that no, that's uh, so. Let's talk about. I know we don't talk about the show a whole lot because I just like picking your brain about barbecue in general, man. Like just talking to you about. I knew today I was wanting to talk a lot about sausage because I'm going to start doing that here soon, and there's no better person to talk with than you. But you're on the show. Um, you're you're sitting there working with Tina. You're working with Rashid, and you're working with um, you no know, Miss Sylvie. You know, just the name uh the three right. names I know off the top of my head. But you had to learn something from those that group of such amazing, amazing chefs, what was the one thing that you learned there? You're like, wow, that's going to make my life 10 times easier on the pit. Um, well, I'm going to tell you it's two things. One is as a fire management thing, you know, especially with Rashid making his own charcoal, you know, he used, he didn't use charcoal. He made charcoal every single day. What? Show that into whatever. Did pit. they show that on the show? I think so. No, but that was I, amazing. I have to go back and watch it. That's crazy. And I'm and he a, and the guy like, that knew nothing. That's bullcrap. I don't care. Right. They didn't do a background check. That boy knew stuff, man. He knew a lot of stuff for not knowing. Yeah. Well, not having a professional business, you know, not being a professional. Yeah, get out of here, man. He's doing. That's what. Hey, honestly, that his performance and his story. And then we'll get to the question of what you learned. But on a side note here, uh, I I think. That one thing that he did kind of made people wonder how legitimate that show was. Because he's like, oh, I'm new. I've never done it. Then he's turning out. He's pulling out crosses and putting open fire hogs and stuff and throwing stuff straight on the coals and cooking it. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. But anyway, what did you learn on the show now well, that I got that off? That's the thing from all of them, man. I mean, like, you know, Miss Sylvie's an OG, man. Oh, okay. She's awesome. She's barbecue OG. She'd kind of be on the show, but I still love her. Yeah, she's uh, she really is, and I think she's probably out of all the eight, the one who has stepped back most from that. You know what I'm saying? Because even do you, you think know, that shot, was like her like 
final massive run at being the like the one last massive crown before she, now she's like kind of just enjoying it. No, she's she's competing this year, man. Twenty twenty two. Was she competing in KCBS? Cal, well, whatever. And she lives out in California, you know. But she was getting her damn trailer whacked up and cleaned up, and her smokers lined up on it. And she's I don't know how many competitions she's going to do, but she's going to be competing in twenty twenty two. And she's going to win every damn one. Let's just well, that's why it. they call her the Queen of Q, man. The Lady of Q. That's, I mean, she's she won a World Food Championship. Tina's won the same things, you know. Like Georgia, she was a really a, a more of a home cook than any of them. Of us. I mean, I've done competition, but it's only charitable ones here. I've never done a KCBS one in my life, you know, or a professional one. And right. a shotgun, you know, he's still kicking his stuff out in North Carolina. And, Boatwright's kicking his stuff out in St. Louis. I mean, you know, and the thing is, we're all still friends now today. You know, I mean, we we talk. We don't physically talk, but, you know, messaging, social media interaction. And uh, they all got something going on. And, it, you know, I think it's good for the sh- because it came from being on the show together. That show was perfect time. COVID happened. Everybody was stuck at home. What better way to pass the day by than doing a 12-hour slow cooker cook? And then you have this show, this competition that was barbecue, and then they're like, I mean, we all know. We talked about this on the last show, so we don't need to beat a dead horse here, but mm-hmm. the timing of that show could not have been any better than what it was. And now, thank, I mean, we were all sad that the timing was the way it was because of the COVID scare, but like... Yeah, it would come out sooner. That, do you ever think that show, cumul- uh, like, how much influence that show had on the barbecue movement and the interest, the refound interest of the masses during COVID. Do you think that show had a lot to do with it? I Well, I, because there weren't a whole lot of other shows that came out then either new barbecue shows. I mean, you have the, uh, what's it called? Barbecue masters or whatever that, uh, what's her name? Uh, blue smoke Blair. She won. And yeah, barbecue. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm talking about that show. So that's, a, that was a new one. And then you had the same with the documentaries of Rodney Scott, and Tootsie over there, out there in Texas, you know, oh, and I think, yeah, Tootsie yeah, I think that was a big deal, man. At the same time, they all came out about the same time, within like a month of each other, you know. So, and because I tell you, it, for me, and I work in a grocery store, and we even always had to have our mask on, so I get recognized sometimes. And it's just a week or so ago, you know, some guy there up here from Florida got a cabin, blah blah blah. He coming through the meat department, I guess, and they said, well. He was asking me how to cook a brisket. So the dude, this manager at the meat department, sends him over to beer and wine, where I'm at. And he says, are you grubs? I said, yeah. He said, could you tell me how to cook this brisket? I've never done one. You know, and I think I think that's cool as shit, man. I that's mean, awesome. You know, and I don't mind to tell you. I mean, that's the one job you can have where you can spend 15 minutes talking to the customer and you ain't getting in trouble. It's customer service, you know. What'd you but, do? Did you mess with him? Did you tell him to rub it in uh, vinegar? And uh, did you tell him to baste nah, it? Nah, did you, just like did I did, salt pepper. It? Did you tell him to score it? Not touch the fat. Just let it go. And well, he had when I looked in his buggy, he had just a flat. Okay, so he which didn't is have okay. Which is yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't have all that extra fat, so you got to be careful not to overcook it. Oh, you them flats are tricky, but they are delicious. Yeah, yeah. And you know what else? I'm gonna tell you what's really cool, man. From me being on the show, what I've seen, you know. Melissa Cookston has she has run this thing called the Junior League of Barbecue. Okay. And that's awesome as hell. You know, in Texas, they have barbecue teams at the high schools now. What? Yeah. They, it's like a club, you know, like the acting club, the whatever. I've heard of fishing club. I've heard of chess club. But I never heard of barbecue club. Yeah, what the, the hell? Yeah, school to, that, I went to a communist establishment, Grubs. Well, this is this is the way barbecue's changing, man. I mean, that, I'm tell, I love it. I'm like, hey, there's some serious money for people that to making barbecue. It's badass that they're getting the younger generations into doing it because I didn't. I mean, I did it as a kid in the backyard out in the damn woods, you know, trying to roll some squirrel or something up on the grill just so I could eat and not be at the house. But these people at that age, 16, 17, 18 years old, are getting tutoring and getting, you know, help to be kick ass pitmasters at 17, 18 years old and competing. Oh, yeah. I've noticed. And I've I noticed, it's awesome, like, man. like here on social media, especially like, um, you know, I have some friends on here, like one I'll shout out too much welding. You know, he's got his, uh, like, I think she's like 10, 11 year old daughter. And like, he's teaching her how to cook on the Weber and he's documenting it and he's got an account for her. 
and she's doing it and he's helping her. And like, he thinks by the time she's in high school, she's going to have like five, six years of established social media. And he's going to teach her everything he knows about barbecue and they're documenting it. So they have the memories together forever, you know, and it's freaking awesome. Like I just can't wait for my three-year-old. Like he watches me eat, make scrambled eggs every morning. I just can't wait for him to start cracking eggs. And so his version of cracking eggs is just dropping it on the counter. Like, Oh, I made a mess. Like, yeah. And we, but just to tell, to see the whole younger generation take an interest in doing it is pretty awesome, man. And that's one thing I'd say Melissa Cookson has done with that junior league of barbecue. You know, it's a small circuit right now, but I guarantee you, man, with shows like this, season two is going to come out. Then also, because there's, like I say, people still just watch it today. Like they've never seen it. They just wished upon it. You know, I'm in some of these groups on uh, Facebook or whatever, and they're like, oh, here's the grubs from that show. We just saw, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're just now watching it, you know? So if you have a season one and a season two, then people start binge watching and, Whatever, but I'm impressed, man, what it's done as far as, in my opinion, get this younger generation involved in doing this. You know, well, it is an art form. I mean, it's one thing I've learned. Only doing the low and slow for less than a year now. Um, it is an absolute art form. It is a process that you can never refine to a finer detail than you know every time you can do something different you know matt i'm sure you're still tinkering with stuff that you you hear too and uh you know and the social media i think has been it's just been fantastic because it has encouraged that art form to be carried over to that next generation because you know like even with like you know we we watch this show you know that we see on tv that's right that show brought enlightenment to a younger generation like well we don't want that to die you know no, and it brought it and it brought enlightenment to an older generation too. <laughs> yeah 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 so you know i mean it's yeah cheers to we'll get the other one out here i'm gonna have i'm about one on six different kinds here so right. there you go rye peach right here everybody pineapple mm. but no i think i said um i think it has and with, with the technology it's like it's now all on these social media apps that all these young kids are on. Yeah. So now there's this whole barbecue movement, and now everybody's learning. And I think it's been fantastic for the barbecue movement because now the young kids are just getting it thrown in their face. And they're like, man, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. Well, look, the whole thing about barbecue is a social event anyway. You know, with the grill going, people gathering around it. I mean, I can tell you, I, I know when I, if I hook that big back beast I got back there behind my black Jeep and I roll up somewhere. And it's smoking, and you open the doors, and shit's hanging in there, and or on the shelves. You got forty-five butts in, or whatever. It's a testosterone draw. I mean, it's like, you know, and old guys, we ain't got as much as these young bucks, but they roll up in there, they they trying to check it all out. So, damn, look at all that. You know, talk about this. So, it, it has a purpose. You know, it really, really does. And I love it, man. I tell you, I love so much to see. I it's one thing I wish. My kids, because my I have you know a thirty six year old son, a twenty three year old, and twenty year old daughter, and none of them really seem to want to do what I do. Right? Okay, they got their own minds right now. And my daughter's beautiful, man. I told her, you know, if I could, if you could learn, well, she took I could after her father. You, obviously, well, if I could teach you something, give me a year or two, you could do a TV show just like I did. You know, what I'm saying. There's opportunities. The doors will just open wide open for you in the barbecue world. Look and see what's going on, man. With all these women that are cooking now, it's, a, it's not just a men thing anymore. It's, it's a lot of women in barbecue, a lot of world champion women in barbecue. And that's why you do it, the competitive issue. And, you know, it's cool about it. Every time they go to a cook-off, and I've only done the locals up here, but that group of people that go there, it's kind of like going to the timeshare. At the beach, you know what I'm saying? You get together once a year. You ain't seen each other. You have some friendly competition. You drink a couple of cold beers. You share your love of barbecue. And it's it's like it becomes family. You know, you see these people grow up. You know, you see if you do it every year, just like going to timeshare. Well, they had a four-year-old daughter. You know, 10 years later, hell, she's 15. You know, or, or you know, the son's 25. Now he's all his family's there with his wife and his baby you know, at the timeshare instead of being a kid, you know? So it's, and it's the same with the barbecue cook cost, man. I mean, I know it is because I've only done them local, but it was the same people. And you get together once a year, barbecue, which is what better way to make new friends than over a damn plate of barbecue. 
and you get to, you know, talk crap and tell some lies and, you know, rib each other for a year and then you go away and boom, next year we'll see you again. So the camaraderie of it, it's unbelievable. The whole barbecue world, I think barbecue family, hashtag barbecue family is a real thing, man. No, uh, um, I have never been a part of more proud to be part of a community than what I am the barbecue community and also the bourbon community too. Like uh, the bourbon community, the barbecue community, they're both like hand in hand because they're all trying to help each other out. Like in a bourbon community, like someone lives in Georgia, they get access to the good bourbon that maybe like I can't get in Ohio. Well, if you ask them, they'll be like, yeah, I'll send you some. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to try it. Like here, I'll send you a two ounce bottle. You know, like yeah, yeah, barbecue, yeah. it's the same thing. Like you can hit up anybody. I mean, like you, I, I, I could text anybody. Could probably message Tina and be like, "Hey, serious question. What do you pull your pulled pork at?" And she'd probably be like, "Oh, at you know, one ninety eight or two hundred three or you know, what, whatever yeah. that. What is what is yours on that note? What are you pulling to that? Two hundred to two hundred five. It all depends on you know. It's got a probe, right, man? To me, I the temperature's done, and you know. Cheap pork cooks different than more expensive pork, so I can't say that temperature-wise. The same way I tell you if you cook a brisket or a bud, whatever, as long as it probes right. To me, that's like taking that thermometer or that a cake tester, if you want to, it don't matter, or a long damn toothpick. But it goes in that meat like soft butter, then it's ready. You know, so it may be because I, I tell you, I've cooked briskets, prime briskets, side by side, prime in my smoker five of them i've had some of them break up loose at 199 then i've had the other ones break loose at 203 yep you know so it all depends and if, you know if you're going to slice it that's a whole other thing you want to you know you don't have to go quite as high but for it to pull and fall apart like you want to do without it being overcooked you just got to wait till it hits that probe and that's that's you know that first step of getting it up to 165 then it's not taking no more and then it's going to stall so you i wrap my <laughs> It's, there's some days, man, you're just like, please. Yeah, so I'm going to wrap mine, and uh, we're going to let it go with that, whether it's butcher paper or foil paper. I usually do brown briskets and butcher paper, pink butcher paper, but I usually do my butts in foil. But that's just me. And then I, I, I No, that's the- me too. I, I, I don't have it. I mean, I might try it in the paper once here the next time just to see. But, yeah, man, but it, it, it looks it's hard to do. Yeah, I'm going to tell foil. you know what to- you know what the problem is with that paper and import butt? It's all that juice that's in there, and you're trying to pull it out of there and put it in some kind of vessel or container from there, and that shit just pouring everywhere. I mean, oh, all over floor, your skin, and like, yeah, I, first, <laughs> I literally just recovered from like third degree burns on my damn forearm for the first brisket I did. So, yeah, so brisket, and that's like a lot less fat than what the hell's in a pulled pork. Because that, yeah, and I double wrap them in a brisket. Even I do a crisscross wrap. I'll do. You know, depending on how big it is, I'll wrap them one way this way and then turn the paper the other way and pull it all up. So I got actually got double paper oh. when I do briskets on pink paper, butcher paper. But that's, you know, that's just my way of making, not making that big mess when it comes out, you know. Um, hey, I have a question for you here. What, uh, I know what a last question here before we wrap this up. Oh, we got a lot, we got a lot. I know, men, you, me and you could just keep going for another three hours here, but we'll save some of it for the next one here. All right. Um, Pork ribs or beef ribs? Mm. I got to say pork ribs, man. Man, I'm beef. I'm all in on the beef ribs, man. Well, I, I like them, but when I go to a price point thing, and I also know when I'm having beef ribs, I could get the same flavor in a chuck roast or another cut of beef, maybe even a tri-tip would be beefy. And that's what I would I prefer cooking over beef ribs. And I can't get a good quality beef rib where I live as I could a really good, you know, good okay. pork ribs. That's so. fair. That that's fair because the I was already all in on beef ribs, but then my one local uh Amish meat shop, she custom cut 12 inch ribs that were about that wow. thick. And I cut the fat cap off like I told you, cut down the tallow so I could, you know, rust proof my smoker and I got like I felt like I was a cool kid, you know. So you care of like toy. a brisket though, right? I mean But no, it, it, it tastes to me like um I don't think it tastes like brisket. I think it tastes like a smoked roast beef. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what I think I think it's a smoked roast beef that has flavor like no roast beef I've ever had in my life. It's um it, it's I like I like pork ribs. I like the uh, flexibility of pork ribs. But my in my style of barbecue, and you've seen it with my post, I do stupid stuff. 
Because I did them lemon pepper ribs, and they were freaking awesome. I've done, I've done lemon pepper ribs, too, man. Cinnamon ribs. Well, I got a good seasoning for one of the people that sent me seasonings. And I, what I did, I said, well, shit, I just put a little coat of mustard on to hold it. And I coated them with lemon pepper straight up, both, si- inside, both sides. Because usually I, use, I do different on top and bottom when I do my ribs. And then when I wrapped them, all I did was put a little bit of butter in the pan, but no honey or nothing like that in the fall when I wrapped the ribs. They were good as shit, man. I mean, now, <laughs> what I did, you know what I've been finding out to good wrapping is minced garlic, man. I do a whole row of minced garlic on my butter. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I did with the lemons. I did a row of lemons, a row of minced garlic, and a row of stick butter. Oh. Uh. So, yeah, that garlic. But yeah, that was, But that savory lemon and the minced garlic, man, it went through it and it was good. But I tell you, another one I, I did. I'd give that a try. You know, I yeah. think it'd be worth trying. Cinnamon was also cinnamon was good, but you can do it as an appetizer. Cinnamon over all of it, it's powdery, it sticks to it really well. Yeah, but then you cut them into riblets, and then you take brown sugar, maple syrup, and maple butter. I mean, uh, and melted butter, not maple butter, melted butter, mix all that, then you dip your riblets into that uh, cinnamon oh, sugar. Oh man, I'm telling you. You asked about the beef ribs, and what I've been doing. You I've can't do that with lately. beef ribs. That was my point. I'm sorry. The pork ribs yeah. like the versatility over the beef, but I just like the flavor of the beef. But go right. ahead. And I do short ribs, beef short ribs, boneless short ribs. And see, that's a whole other thing, man, because that's just, you know, whether I'm making beef vegetable soup or just some kind of stew or something, it's a great cut of meat. they got a nice little fat quantity in them. And mm-hmm. then I got tallow to brown them in anyway to start with. So, boom, you know. That tallow's good stuff, dude. I mean, I wish I would have kept a photo of that to put on here, folks. This guy has got like a tote of tallow right now because he just renders down fat in his free time, you know. Because it's yeah, drug. but by, I got about a quarter, by a quart jar, you know. So, you know, when my quart jar gets down about that low, got to make some more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, it's well, good. Grub, it's hey, good eating, man. The weekend's coming up here. What are we? What are we doing this weekend? What are we throwing? What, what's the next special cook? What are you going to do? It's next. What's the next big? Well, one? what we got going on this weekend is a damn snow apocalypse supposedly. Coming so what are you going to do to get to the snow, man? There's nothing well, better to do. Bris- snow apocalypse. No, I got brisket burgers. Meat. Okay, brisket burgers, Ooh. ground brisket for hamburgers. You do, you do do this, folks. He buys the ground brisket because it's cheaper than actual burger, and it's actually. I cheaper. bought the brisket and ground it myself. Yeah, you buy the brisket because it's cheaper than per yeah, pound burger, pack. and you make yeah. your own burger, right? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's a hey. beefier tasting anyway, man. So. If you ain't cheat, you ain't trying, folks. That's the god. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. <laughs> yeah, brother, and man, I appreciate you having me on, man. Grubs, you're the man. You know damn well this ain't the last time you're going to be on this show. Now that we got all this fancy stuff, next time you come on, we're going to have this thing called a co-host. My friend Doobie's going to be on here with us, man. We're going to have a panel. And who knows? Maybe we can get you and Tino at the same time. I don't know. Maybe I can get the whole damn – let's get the whole cast on. Let's have a reunion on the Dude Network. Let's do yeah, it. You might – I bet a couple of them we could talk to could would do it. I bet Ash would do it. I don't know if Rashid would do it. I bet Ash would do it. She's big I, time, man. He's big time in us now. He, he He's he's bigger than us. I I'm don't joking, know. Man. Life, I, actually, man. I just know of a guy up in Cleveland. He just donated a bunch of backpacks, too, for the kids. You know, so Rashid mm-hmm. – Rashid's good people. Yeah, they all are, man. I mean, it was a good. It was. A, I'm blessed to be a part of it, you know. Yeah, and it's, you know it's I'm honestly blessed cool. that I was able to share my love of barbecue and my personality with the world, man. Because hell, I'm with gross. Millions and millions. Sorry. Boom. <laughs> Victory. Yeah, I need a new tattoo. Bottom hey, bacon. we need to get one. Hey, do another one. Hey, get one for me. It says millions and millions. That way we know it's for the millions and millions of viewers of your show. All right. <laughs> you should get one that says Dude Network, man. I can give you the logo. Before you get into these little pit areas. Oh, we can put dude food right in your armpit. Let's put dude food right on the pit, right in the hair, right here. Oh, come on, man up. It would be the most dude tattoo ever right on your armpit. When you lift it up, it says dude food. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for hey, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Dude Network will pay for Grubs to get a Dude Network tattoo in his armpit. Gospel, book it. Oh snap! Oh what man, about, what about this armpit, the elbow? That I mean, <laughs> there's no nerves there. I mean, I, 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 you're paying full price for that bad boy. I mean, I I tell you what, you pick the spot, Dude Network. I'll pay for the Dude Network tattoo. 
Book it. I got a good artist, man. I got a nice big space right around my. But that pit's tender, man. I ain't gonna lie to you right there. We're gonna find out. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Foose Grubs is getting a Dude Network tattoo. On that note, send me the artwork. Send me the artwork of the logo for it, and I'll send it to my tattoo guy, and we'll set it up. Oh, yeah, you get a free tap, man. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I love it. I love yeah, it. What an ending to this one. And Dudes and dudettes. Showing, to, what's that? I'm showing bacon and sausage. The Dude Network will be there. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, the man, the myth, the mother effing legend, Grubs. Man, thanks for having me. Oh, you're the best. And broadcast. All right, here we go.